The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta Airlines. Delta has partnered with 55 academic institutions to create a pipeline of the next generation of pilots and technicians. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 11th. In today's news, after delaying a big Brexit vote, Theresa May heads to Brussels. Without a plan B, the president scrambles to find a new chief of staff. And with 10 days until a possible government shutdown, Nancy Pelosi will negotiate directly with President Trump today. But first, the big idea. Maria Butina, a Russian gun rights activist, is poised to plead guilty in a case involving accusations that she was working as an agent for the Kremlin inside the United States. A federal judge will consider the plea deal on Wednesday. Butina was accused of working to push Moscow's agenda by forming bonds with National Rifle Association officials and other conservative movement leaders and making outreach to 2016 presidential campaigns, including Donald Trump himself. She has been jailed for nearly five months since her July arrest. In that time, her case has been embraced by the Russian government, which had vigorously protested that she was an innocent grad student whose incarceration was unjust. If the plea deal is accepted, and we expect it will be, Butina could be released in the next few months and then deported to Russia. ABC News obtained a copy of the plea agreement in which Butina pleads guilty to conspiracy and pledges to fully cooperate with federal, state, and local authorities in any ongoing investigations. She admits that she and an unnamed U.S. Person 1 agreed and conspired with a Russian government official and at least one other person. Sources have identified U.S. Person 1 as longtime Republican operative Paul Erickson, with whom Butina had a multi-year romantic relationship. Based on the description, the Russian official appears to be Alexander Torshin, who was then deputy governor of the Russian Central Bank and a close ally of Vladimir Putin. Federal prosecutors have reportedly notified Erickson that he is a target of an ongoing investigation. He didn't respond to a request for comment, and his lawyer declined to comment to ABC. During an FBI raid of Erickson's South Dakota home, investigators discovered a handwritten note suggesting Erickson may have been aware of a possible job offer from Russian intelligence services. According to ABC, Erickson wrote, quote, how to respond to FSB offer of employment. That's an apparent reference to the Russian equivalent of the CIA. Most notably, Butina's Russian gun rights front group, Right to Bear Arms, hosted a delegation of former NRA presidents, board members, and major donors in Moscow in 2015. She appears to have succeeded in arranging a meeting between these NRA insiders and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. After that now infamous meeting, according to the plea agreement, Butina sent her Russian government handler a message. Translated, it read, quote, we should let them express their gratitude now. We will put pressure on them quietly later. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this Tuesday. Number one, British Prime Minister Theresa May decided to delay a parliamentary vote on her Brexit deal rather than face the consequences of its certain defeat. She conceded to the House of Commons that if she had gone ahead, the deal would have been rejected by what she called a significant margin. Nearly 100 members of her own conservative party had signaled they would vote against her half-in, half-out version of Brexit. 
Such a defeat would be hard for any prime minister to survive, but more so for May, who failed to win a majority for the Tories after a disastrous election campaign last year. She insisted that she negotiated the best possible deal, but she agreed to return to Brussels this week and, quote, do all that I can to secure additional concessions. By delaying the vote, May also prolonged the uncertainty over Brexit, whether come March there is her deal, no deal, or no Brexit at all. Meanwhile, a high court in the European Union ruled that the UK can reverse its Brexit decision anytime it wants before the March 29 deadline to leave the European Union. The decision made clear that little stands in London's way should it want to return to the EU fold. Number two, after being snubbed by his first choice, President Trump is scrambling to find a qualified candidate willing to become his chief of staff. It's a remarkable thing to say. But three members of Trump's cabinet who have been discussed in the past as possible chiefs of staff, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney, and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, each signaled separately on Monday that they are not interested in the position. Considerable buzz is now centering on two other contenders, acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker, who's seen by the president and his allies as a hardcore loyalist, and Congressman Mark Meadows, the co-chair of the House Freedom Caucus. Meadows noted his interest in the job by issuing a statement saying that serving as chief of staff would be an incredible honor. But Trump's advisors and aides caution that there is not yet a clear frontrunner. Aides say the president is committed to finding a replacement for Kelly before the Christmas holiday, but... He's been vacillating. They say he's casting around in all corners for potential picks and frustrated by news coverage depicting his White House as a place where talented people don't want to work. How far is he casting the net? Yesterday, he was privately floating hiring the president of the New York Yankees as his chief of staff. But that Yankees baseball official said that he is not interested. Number three. Democratic leaders plan to offer Trump $1.3 billion in funding for a border fence when they meet with him on Tuesday at the White House, a bid that falls far short of the $5 billion that Trump is demanding to fund a border wall. Democrats, Republicans in the White House have until December 21st to reach a budget deal if they want to avert a partial government shutdown. But talks are deadlocked over wall funding. As House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer prepare for the Tuesday meeting, Democrats and Trump are, if anything, moving further apart. Schumer had previously suggested Trump accept $1.6 billion in border funding, the funding level included in a Senate bill with bipartisan support. But that would struggle to pass the House, where Democrats won't support it because they say it's too much, and Republicans won't support it because it's not enough. If no deal is reached by the end of next week, funding will run out for the Homeland Security Department and other federal agencies. Those agencies are operating on a short-term spending bill Congress passed last week to move the deadline because of the funeral of George H.W. Bush. Tuesday's late morning meeting will be the first gathering of Trump, Schumer, and Pelosi ahead of the shutdown deadline. The last time the three met was a year ago, and GOP congressional leaders were present. It will be just the three of them today. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 11th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Martine Powers, host of Post Reports, a new daily podcast from The Washington Post with the news, insights and storytelling that you've come to expect from our newsroom. 
Check it out now at WashingtonPost.com slash Post Reports.